let's start at the beginning. In the beginning of the Bible, we're introduced to God as creator who brings all things into being. But he's not a God who, once he's created, who, who sits back and just lets things go and maybe observes from a distance. Actually, the Bible unfolds to us a picture of a God who of, of God who sustains that which he has made. He's he's engaged and he's involved in his creation. And that's particularly true when it comes to people. See, God it doesn't sit remote or distant from the human experience. But God in Jesus, God became a man and lived a human life. And in Jesus, we see God walking amongst us with humility and with compassion. And it's compassion that I want us to focus on for a few moments today. Over the last few weeks, we've been seeking to answer the question of what truly matters. And we've taken the approach to, to try in, to go some way in answering that question of, of looking at what the Bible shows us about what truly matters to God. And actually, as we look at scripture, we see that compassion matters. And as we look at Jesus, we see that compassion matters. Now, compassion, if we think about what compassion is, compassion is uh, we, we look and we see someone perhaps in, in suffering or um, in, in a season of trial. And uh, compassion is more than just feeling sorry for that person or feeling sympathy towards that person. Actually, compassion is, is kind of goes deeper than that. The Latin word, uh, where our word compassion comes from, actually means to suffer with, where uh, another person's suffering actually becomes your suffering, where you're moved to the, to the very most core of your being. And compassion is more than a feeling. It's not just about feeling something for someone. Compassion leads to action. It leads you to act on behalf of the one who is suffering. And throughout the Gospels, those books of the Bible that detail Jesus' life, what we see as we look at Jesus and as we look at his life, we see that Jesus was full of compassion. He was compassionate. He was compassionate upon individuals. He was compassionate on whole groups and, and crowds of people. And when he felt compassion, it moved him to action. We see that he had compassion on crowds and it led him to spend time teaching them and, and helping them. We see that he had compassion on crowds when they were hungry and he fed them and he met their need. We see he had compassion on the crowds and he healed the sick that were among them. And he healed those individuals as well who he had, who he had compassion on. And uh, one widow who'd lost her son, her son had died, Jesus has compassion and is moved and he raises her son back to life. In Jesus, we see that compassion matters. And for those who follow Jesus, for those who have a relationship with him, they're called to be compassionate. They're called to display and show and have compassion and that comes out of a, a response of the compassion that Jesus has shown to us. Change comes when we know Jesus. This Easter I 
attempted to share my story in 60 seconds to share my story of how Jesus changed my life. Now I struggle to summarise anything in 60 seconds, but I thought I'd give it a go. And I just wanted to share that, just to take a moment to share with you what I shared this Easter, my story of how Jesus has changed my life. At just a few days old, I was in hospital with meningitis and then showing signs of brain damage. And my parents at the time, they didn't have any faith, but they had some friends who offered to come in and pray with me and as they prayed in a moment things changed and it set my parents off on a journey which can be summarized really as Jesus changed their lives and so I grew up in a Christian home but I knew that when it came to me and Jesus I couldn't keep sort of just uh, getting by and pointing to my parents and sort of saying you know uh, I'm with them because for each one of us we all have to decide what we're going to do with Jesus See, Christianity is not about something. It's not an idea that you either accept or reject. Rather, it's about someone, someone who we can know. And I know that Jesus didn't just, uh, doesn't just love my parents. He loves me too. I know that he didn't just die for my parents. He died for me too. And I know that his resurrection means that not only do my parents have hope, but I have hope too. There's a lot about the future that is unknown, even uncertain, but I do know the one who will walk into it with me. Okay, so it wasn't quite 60 seconds, uh, but I thought 81 seconds, I thought that was pretty good going for, for sharing something of the story of how Jesus has changed my life. But one of the reasons I wanted to show that is because in there I suggest that each one of us has to decide what we're going to do with Jesus. Or another way we can put that is, is to ask the question of who do we say Jesus is? Because I think that how we answer that question will go some way to determine how we're going to respond to him. And it was a question that Jesus himself asked, that question of who do you say he is? And he asks it in, in Luke uh, chapter 9. If you've got your Bibles, you might want to turn there now. And I'm going to read some, some verses from there where we see that Jesus asks this question of who do you say I am? And then from the conversation that follows, my hope is that we will see that as we look at these verses, we'll see that supremely Jesus shows his compassion in that he died for us. So let's read from verse 18. It says, speaking of Jesus, it says that now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him and he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist, but others say Elijah and others that one of the prophets of old has risen. Then he said to them, but who do you say I am? And Peter answered, the Christ of God. And he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains his whole world and loses or forfeits himself? See, we, we live 
in a broken world. We, we see that if we turn on the TV or if we look on our social media feeds or just through our, our experience of life and the things we see around us, maybe things that have happened to us. We, we see brokenness, we see suffering and we see sickness and we see death. And in, in the current pandemic in which we find ourselves, perhaps uh, it could be that our awareness of of, of the brokenness of the world is being magnified to some degree, but it's true not just of the current situation in which we find ourselves, it's true of any period in history. But even in the midst of that, we still see glimpses and, and moments of beauty and joy. Just a few moments ago, we were thinking about uh, as God, as, as creator and how he brings things into being. And when he did so, there was none of this brokenness because his design was perfect. His plans were perfect. But from the beginning, starting with the very first people, we as humans have, have we, we've chosen to go our own way. We've chosen to step out of God's design. We've chosen to step out of God's best for us. This is what the Bible calls sin and it's sin that leads us into brokenness. But we don't like being in brokenness and we try and do what we can to escape it. For some, it could be uh, trying to be as successful as you can in whatever area that might be. And maybe if you're successful enough, you'll break free of that. For others, it could be through through trying to, trying to be a good person, trying to be religious in some way. For others, to try and escape it, we could try and do that through through relationships and hopefully that will be the thing that breaks us through but the reality is even as, as many of these things can be good things in and of themselves none of them do what we hope that they will do or perhaps need them to do because all of these things eventually will still be snapped back into brokenness see we have a problem the problem is we can't get ourselves out but God loved us so much. God was led to action. He didn't want us to stay in brokenness and he provided the only way out. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And what we could not do for ourselves could only be accomplished through his son, Jesus, who came down into our world. Now, when Peter answers the question of who do you say I am, he answers and he says, you are the Christ of God. He's saying you're the one that we have been waiting for. You're the one that we've been needing. And then Jesus goes on to explain what is going to happen to him. He goes on to explain that, that he will suffer many things. He goes on to explain that he will be uh, that, um, that he would suffer and be killed, but on the cross he will take a sin upon himself. But death will not have the final word because on the third day he will rise again to life. We were, you see, we were in our brokenness. We were in our sin. We were in our suffering. And, and, and God looked at us and he saw us in that place and it wasn't just that he saw our suffering 
and Jesus saw our suffering and looked and thought, oh, I, I feel bad for them or I feel sympathy for them in there. But, you know, th there's not a lot that I can do about it. Actually, we're talking about compassion being where, where someone else's suffering becomes our suffering, where we, it stirs us into action. And, and we see that God loved the world so much that it, it, that it stirs him into action, that G such is Jesus' compassion that he comes and he suffers in our place. He comes and he takes action. He suffers in our place. And in these verses, uh, thinking about where it is in the context of Jesus' life, it's in the days uh, or, or in the time that's going to be running, kind of leading up to his, uh, in, 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 in the time where kind of running up to his, um, to, to his death and to the crucifixion. And he's saying that this is what is going to happen to me. But today on Easter Sunday, we celebrate because it, it has happened. Easter Sunday, we celebrate because yes, Jesus died and his body was laid in a tomb, but he is now risen from the dead. We celebrate the risen Jesus today. But there's a decision to be made because there's an invitation that's been extended that we each have to choose whether we will accept or decline. It's an invitation that Jesus extended to the crowds in these verses in Luke. It's an invitation to follow him. It's an invitation to, to, to know him, to have relationship with him. But to do so means to, to lay down control of our lives and, and to entrust ourselves to him. That's what Jesus says. He says, if anyone would come after me, so if anyone would follow me, if anyone would walk with me, actually, they need to deny themselves. They need to lay down their own sense of, 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 of personal control over their lives and to entrust themselves to him. And in light, of the resurrection the invitation remains because Jesus said that if anyone turns from their own way if anyone believes that that Jesus came and died on the cross and rose again and and surrenders to him making him king or lord of their life laying down that 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 control that we might hold on to uh, and, and, and try and 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 seek whatever level of control we have over our own lives to recognize actually we need to, to surrender ourselves and, and not be Lord of our own lives, but actually to, to have Jesus as Lord of our lives. Jesus says, actually, if anyone does that, that they would be forgiven and be made new, that they would be restored back into relationship with God. You know, in this life, we will still suffer. We will face trial and we will face challenges but the invitation that Jesus extends means that actually we can now we can now live through this life with with whatever comes our way with hope of the life to come and assurance that one day all things will be made new we can try and escape brokenness ourselves maybe we could we could even seem to be doing well 
at it, having some degree of success to it. But Jesus warns actually, no matter how well you think you might be doing in that regard, he warns that actually it's possible to gain the whole world. You could seem to be doing for, for all intents and purposes, looking on, seem to be uh, having everything that you need. Uh, but actually it's possible to gain the whole world and yet lose yourself. Because no matter how much we might try and escape brokenness, no matter how much we might try and make ourselves right with God, we could have everything. But if we don't turn and put our trust in Jesus and surrender to him, actually we will lose ourselves, even in spite of having everything else. We will lose ourselves. That would be an absolute tragedy. This invitation that Jesus extends, this is an invitation for you today. Maybe you know you're not yet living with Jesus as Lord of your life. You know that you're still living in a place of brokenness. But if you want to make Jesus your Lord and King, if you want to turn from your own way and say, actually, I'm going to I'm going to look to you, I realise that actually I, I, I can't solve this problem by myself i know jesus that you you came and you suffered in my place that on the cross you took my sin and that you rose again on the third day i'm going to turn from my old ways and i'm going to live with you as lord of my life that that's a decision that you can make and it's a decision that you need to make but i'm going to say a simple prayer now that you can pray along with me where you can just share with God what's on your heart and about the decision that you're making today. So if that's you, I just want to want to say you, you can just pray this along with me. So God, I am sorry for my sin. That I've left your design to do things my own way. I'm sorry for the ways I've tried to get out of brokenness on my own. I'm ready to turn from my way and to surrender to you. And I believe that Jesus came and died on the cross and then rose again. And I want to make you my Lord and to live within your will for my life. Amen. Now if if you actually just prayed that prayer, if you're saying actually that there's something, I know that there's that, that decision that, that I've made today to make Jesus king of my life, then I would please uh, get in touch with us and let us know. We, we want, would love to be able to, to kind of draw alongside you and just to chat things through further. Uh, and, and just make sure that you've had that opportunity to share that with someone. And if you look, um, hopefully on the screen coming up now, there'll be an email address. Uh, please send us an email. Let us know uh, what what's happened today. Let us know if that is you that you've responded in Jesus today. Or maybe if you you've still got questions and you'd like to talk things over further, or you'd like to, like to talk it through with someone, or or just have a chance to ask your questions, then please do get in touch with us. Um, if you're on our website, you can head to our contact us page and you'll find details there of how you can get in touch. Please, please do 
reach out um, and, and get in touch with us. And we'd love to, to make contact with you. So who do you say he is? At Easter, we see that God loved the world so much that he sends his son, Jesus. And Jesus suffers and dies in our place and he takes our sin upon himself. And his body is laid in a tomb and then on the third day he raises again to life. You see, Easter shows us the answer to that question of who Jesus is. And along with Peter, we too can declare that he is the Christ of God, the risen Christ. Just want to encourage you just in these moments following this, it's just to, to, to really reflect, to respond, an opportunity to, to thank Jesus for what he's done for you. To thank him that through those events that first Easter weekend, that we can be restored back to relationship with the Father. To encourage you, just there's a song uh, you'll find in um, on, on our website, video below this one, or I'll put a link to it on our YouTube page. A beautiful song. It's all about turning our eyes upon Jesus. And it really reflects on who he is and what he's done for us. Just use that as a way to respond, perhaps. Uh, allow that to stir you in worship and praise. But this Easter Sunday, we celebrate and we declare that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. Happy Easter, everyone.